0: But the thing about God answering prayers is that we don't always know how God plans to answer our prayers. You know, you're going to pray for something to happen, but we don't know how God is going to answer it. We don't know how who God is going to use to answer these things. And the the thing is, a lot of the times the vessel that God wants to use in order to bring about answering your prayer is you yourself, the same one that that is praying for these things good morning ladies and gentlemen all over the world good morning is monday here on church boy confessions he will direct your path so what's there to fear again good morning ladies and gentlemen good morning thank you so much for tuning in once again to the church boy confessions podcast episode 104 hope you guys had an amazing week i hope you guys had an amazing start to your morning You know, I I hope you guys have some good energy. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you've been sad for a while. Let's switch it up. I don't know. Come on, let's switch it up. Let's not wait for our problems to be over before we um, allow the joy that is the fruit of the spirit to manifest in our lives. You know what I'm saying? Um, Remember that the Bible says, and this is not where I'm going, but I remember that the Bible says that you know God can give us a peace that surpasses understanding what does that mean i think i th- i believe that means that the peace that god can give us it won't come from any logical place that we think things should come from most of us we get our peace from good things happening most of us get our peace from nothing bad happening but the peace that god gives us goes past understanding which means it doesn't have to be logical you can be that crazy person that's at peace while everything else looks like sh- like looks like they're falling apart because you have christ all right um today i'm going to talk about something different today i'm going to talk about this interesting dynamic um and i think that i don't think i'm really correcting anybody here today i think that this is all stuff that we know um but maybe you don't have the proper verses to explain it um or have like that one like you know passage that lesson for you to help you explain your point Um, And I would like to talk about this. It's finding the balance between not even so much a balance, but understanding this dynamic between working hard and also being dependent on God. I think especially for us that are on that grind, you know, we're young. Some of us are on post-grad, some of us that are are still in college, whatever it might be. um, We might find it hard to define when are we supposed to be working and giving our all? When are we supposed to be dependent on God? And I ultimately feel like that. That mindset comes from a place of us misunderstanding what it means to be dependent on God, um, you know, because there are some people who pray, you know, what I'm saying, and and they believe in God's power and then their belief in God's power means that they won't study or it means that they won't go out and apply for a job. It means that they won't, uh, you know, put in the work to get the things that they get because they feel like doing that work is means that they're not trusting God. Although that can happen and we're going to get to that in this episode, I need us to understand something and this is really the point of this entire episode, right? Let us not um, let us not take dependency on God the wrong way. all right Let us remember that God's miraculous power is not an excuse for our own mediocrity. God being able to produce miracles, God being able to answer prayers, do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think, all of that stuff does not mean that we as children of God now don't work. It doesn't mean that we as children of God now have an excuse to just lay on our butt and just, you know, watch God do everything. Now, quick disclaimer. This episode is not going to be this is not a self-sufficiency episode. This is not an episode about picking yourself up by your bootstraps. It's not an episode for you to go make things happen and, you know, put God off to the side. No, this is still going to be a lesson on dependency, because like I said, I think that a lot of us got it messed up where it's like we think that dependency on God means that you're not working. Um, but I'm going to talk about how those are actually one in the same. They're not polar opposites. They're actually one in the same in many cases, right? Because here's the thing, you know, God answers prayers, right? But the thing about God answering prayers is that we don't always know how God plans to answer our prayers. You know, you're going to pray for something to happen, but we don't know how God is going to answer it. We don't know how who God is going to use to answer these things. And the, the thing is, a lot of the times... The vessel that God wants to use in order to bring about answering your prayer is you yourself, the same one that is that is praying for these things. And then some of us we find ourselves amidst roadblocks, and and we stop there. You know what I'm saying? And and we're praying for a miracle at this roadblock when God has already given us the the ability and everything that we need in order to jump over it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, that's a problem. And we need to understand that sometimes the vessel that God wants to use to participate in answering our prayers is us. Um, and if that's the case, it's not simply about asking God for a miracle. Um, but it's also about asking God, what do you want me to do in this situation? How do you want me to move? How do you want me to behave? What do you want me to work on? How, Like, what do you want me to work towards, right? So I'll give you a couple of examples, of course. Um, look at David and Goliath, right? Um, notice how God didn't strike Goliath with a thunder with a thunderbolt, that didn't happen, right? Instead, this is what happened in First Samuel chapter seventeen, verse forty-eight to forty-nine. It says, "And it came to pass when the Philistines arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hastened and ran towards the army to meet the Philistines, and David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slung." It and smote the Philistine in his forehead, that the stone sunk into his for, into his forehead, and he fell upon his face to the earth. May God bless hearing and saying His word in Jesus' name, Amen. It says that David hastened, David ran, David put, David took, he slang, and he smote. These are all action words. These are verbs. These are things that David did. You see, because in this particular instance, that's how God wanted to solve this issue, not by sending a thunderbolt to eradicate Goliath and all the Philistines, but it was by using a vessel, using David to solve the issue. Right. Or having his power move through David to solve the issue. I'll give you another example. Notice how God didn't teleport the children of Israel out of Egypt. You know what they did? They walked. God didn't even give them some cars or give them some chariots. They walked, yo. Maybe, I mean, this is me just saying stuff, but like may what if there was, you know, somebody that was like, oh, if God can just teleport us out of here, we'd be good and everything. No, they walked. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 4. This is God speaking to the children of Israel. He said, Hold on, they walked for 40 years. Let me say that first, right? The children of Israel walked for 40 years. God didn't teleport them out of Egypt. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 4, God tells them, Thy rament waxed not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these 40 years. Because they were walking for 40 years in the wilderness. God didn't teleport them, they were working. <laughs> And the miracle wasn't teleporting them out of Egypt. The miracle was making sure that as they walked, their clothes didn't wax old and their feet didn't swell. Some of us want the miracle of, oh, God, just make this stuff happen. But God wants us to walk. And the miracle is going to be that when you walk, God is going to be there to sustain you. That's the miracle. It's not every time you pray for a miracle and you just sit down. I'm not saying that God can't do miracles. God still does miracles, right? But you don't know how God wants to solve your situation. You know what I'm saying? Until God tells you to be still, work. You know what I'm saying? And like, let his power move through you. Sometimes God chooses to answer things with a miracle. And other times God chooses to manifest his power through a vessel, manifest his power through us. Other times God does things where they didn't even, you know, different times the children of Israel went to war. They didn't even have to raise their sword. Look at Gideon. They end up going to to the camp of the, of the uh, enemy and all they do is just blow some trumpets and whatnot, and then the enemy starts to kill themselves. So sometimes it's a miraculous thing, right? Other times it's not. Why are there different ways that God chooses to solve different issues at different times? I don't think that there's one blanket answer. I think that it mostly comes case by case, but I'll give you an example with David. I think we can easily see why God used David. Why? Because David was anointed to be king. So it wasn't that God just simply wanted to show his glory. He specifically wanted to show his glory through David why because david was israel's future king not only did goliath's death mean that god saved israel you know the the army of the living god um you know israel but it also meant that this is israel's introduction to their future king because david was known nationwide after this right so we can easily see that it wasn't if god just struck them with a thunderbolt people wouldn't know david's name you know what i'm saying if God just solved every problem in your life miraculously without you working, will people know your name? Will people know that God can work through someone like you? Sometimes that's the miracle. That God can use someone who's a shepherd, who can use someone who's weak, can use someone who's poor to do amazing things. Maybe that's the miracle. That's the testimony that God wants. You see, God doesn't want his glory to simply be shown sometimes. Sometimes it's about his glory particularly being shown through his children. Why? Because we are his ambassadors. We are God's living, breathing billboards. We are his physical vessels here on earth. And there are some people who are unbelievers. They can't believe in God because they can't see him. Some people can believe in God without seeing him. Then some people need to see God. And although they might be able to see, they might not be able to see the face of God, God uses people like me and you who are in this physical realm that they can see him through us. So sometimes God's going to want you to work. And his power is going to move through you and assist you and sustain you in the work that you do, that others might see that God is working through your life. That God is, wow, this is the power of Yahweh. Unless God is telling you to be still, I'm not, you know, I will never tell you something to do something that God is not telling you to do. Because it's some of us that are workaholics and we get to the point where, hey, we're taking on everything, we're control freaks and whatnot and we don't actually have faith. We think we have faith. We don't actually have faith. The reason why you're at peace, right, And you have and and you're not stressed over everything is not because you have faith in God, but it's actually because you're just controlling everything and everything's, uh, you know, is, is under your under your power right now. But you think you have faith in God. The reason why I know that is because I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people who throughout, you know, a lot of times in my life where I think that I'm trusting God, but I'm not trusting God. I just have everything under control. Sometimes I'm really good at that. Right. Sometimes not so much. And I know that because when things started going south, oh my gosh, I panicked. I, I crumbled. I, I, I fell. There's a problem that arises, though. And this is where we're going to switch gears. There's a problem that arises when you know we start to work, though, and we have to be very careful. Um, because sometimes when we start to work and things start to go well and we start to get different achievements... We start to forget that it's God's power that's sustaining us throughout that entire journey, right? And it's God, you know, his talents and his gifts and the abilities that he's given us that has allowed us to be successful in the things that we're doing. And then there's two reactions to that when you forget that it's God's power and not your own. The first reaction, right, is when now you start to take the glory for yourself, and then you start to give everybody your, I made it from the gutter speech. Oh, I did this. I accomplished this. And I'm only 23. I'm doing this. And I'm the youngest person doing this. Oh, I made it out the gutter. Oh, nobody looked out for me. Everybody's praying my down. Shut up, dog. Shut up. I don't like hearing all that stuff. Like I'll be reading people's like tweets and stuff. And I'll be fired up, be fired up. And I'm waiting for that point that says glory be to God. But they never I don't I really don't care. You can really have a whole rags to riches story. And I can hear things that you've done that are so impressive. But if that statement does not end with all glory to God, because I wouldn't be able to do this without God. I don't want to hear it. Because now you just stole glory from God. Now everybody's going to be applauding you. Oh, my gosh, you're so strong. You're so amazing. You're so oh, my gosh, you're so resilient. As if God is not the one that sustains you. And I'm telling I'm. T- this is true even for. Some people who aren't Christians, because God loves all of us and he died for all of us. God does things for people who are not believers as well. I I made it from the gutter. I did this. I did that. And there's no, you probably did make it from the gutter, but you didn't make it by yourself. Nobody was looking out for me. Nobody was looking out for you. Nobody died for your sins. Nobody gave you the talent, gave you the wisdom to do the things that you're doing. And then there's a second reaction to forgetting that God is the one that's powering you. And this is one that I think I'm most common with that has been common in my life. It's that one where because you forgot that God is the one sustaining you and then you you saw a really hard obstacle in front of you and you just fold. (laughs) you fold you know what i'm saying you've done i did this thing right i did that thing right then you start to get insecure because you're thinking to yourself how long can i keep this up as if you're the one that's keeping it up right you start to feel alone you feel like nobody's got your back and then because you're in your own head because you forgot that god is the one that's with you and sustaining you you fall you choke I'm gonna give a verse to both of these people, right? I'm first gonna give a verse to the person that starts to steal God's glory after they forget that it's God the one that that is uh you know that deserves all the glory for the things that are happening in their life. Um, this is a little lengthy, it's Deuteronomy chapter eight. Um I'm gonna start at verse eleven, then I'm gonna go to verse twenty, alright? So starting at verse 11, this is God giving a warning to the children of Israel now that they have escaped Egypt. And he says, beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God. Excuse me. In not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day. Lest when thou hast eaten and art full and hast built goodly houses and dwelt therein. And when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led thee through the great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and droughts, where there was no water, who brought thee forth water out of the rock of Flint. Who fled who fed thee in the wilderness with manna which thy fathers knew not that he might humble thee and that he might prove thee to do the good to do thee good at thy latter end look at this part and thou say in thine heart my power and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this wealth but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth and that he may establish his covenant his covenant which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. And it shall be if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods, and serve them, and worship them, I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish. As the nations which the Lord destroyeth before your face, so shall so shall ye perish, because ye would not be obedient unto the voice of The Lord, your God, may God bless the hearing and the reading and the saying of his word in Jesus name. Whew, that was a lot. You know, it's important to note that, you know. This is before Jesus Christ had died for all of our sins, and there are times where we have forgotten that God has our back, but we thank God for his grace. But let me tell you something. Let me warn you about something. God still resists the proud and he's not in the business of sharing his glory with any man or any God. Right. So you trying to steal the glory from God, if you do not repent from that, you're in trouble. It's it's, it's trouble. You know what I'm saying? And um, we need to remember that God is the one who has made us able. We need to remember that God is the one that has given us the gifts that we have, the talents that we have. And same thing with other people. Some of us, we idolize people who are gifted as if they're the God. No, they're just the recipient. With all due respect. Now, for those who shut down, you forget that God is with you after you're working hard and everything like that. And then you meet that big obstacle and then you shut down. I must say that this entire, you know, scenario mimics Peter. When Jesus tells him, come on out, you're going to walk on water as well. And Peter's walking on water and he's achieving this thing that shouldn't he should not be able to achieve. And then what happened when the wave started to move? And you can read this in Matthew chapter 14. When the wave started to move, he looked on the waves. He took his eyes off Jesus. Some like Just like some of us, we take our eyes off Jesus. We take our eyes off God. We forget that God is the reason why we're able to walk where we're walking. Why we're able to work as hard as we're working, why we're able to achieve the things that we are achieving. And we start to think, oh, my gosh, how can I be doing this? Oh, my gosh, look at all these obstacles. And then we start to sink. But need I remind you what Peter did after that is that he called out to Jesus in verse 31 in Matthew chapter 14. It says, and immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Maybe Jesus is not saying, Wherefore didst thou doubt to you, but he's saying, Wherefore didst thou forget that I'm here with you? Thank God for his grace. Thank God for his love. That even though those times where we lose sight of him and we are not faithful to him, he is faithful to us and he's there stretching forth his hand, there waiting for us. Hey, hey, hey I'm here with you. I'm not gonna let you sink. Cry out to the father and he is not going to let you sink. Guarantee. So you see, ladies and gentlemen, this is still an episode on dependency. This is still an episode where we are acknowledging God's sovereign power. Because when you work and the ability that you have, the gifts that you have, the talents that you have, they ought to be Pointed to the Father. We are the light of the world like we said in the last episode. They ought to be pointing back to the Father and God gets glory through you being his vessel. We are still dependent on God because we recognize that these abilities that we have, the gifts that we have, the things that we've accomplished are because of him. Because let me tell you something, you're going to work, right? But there are people that work harder than you and and have achieved less and have fulfilled less, have less fulfillment in their heart. Not taking care of their family. None of that. I'll tell you. Man, but God is faithful. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Sometimes he's going to give you a miracle, but sometimes he wants you to work and he wants that miracle to come about through his power in you. His power moving through you. So don't don't close out the idea that God wants you to get up and work. Don't close out the idea that, oh, I have faith in God. That's all I need. I never have to do anything. No, that's not supported by the scripture as we just proved. Sometimes God wants you to be like David and be that shepherd boy who picks up those stones, picks up that sack and slings that rock. Simple as it doesn't mean that God can't do it another way, but that's what he chose to do. In this instance, he wants you to work in this instance. So with that being said, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this episode. Thank you so much for your goodness and your mercy and your love on your children's lives, Father God. Let your name be glorified, Father. Help us, Lord, to listen to you. Help us, Father God, to know when to be still and to know when to work, Father God, and to know that dependency on you does not mean that we are now uh, okay with being mediocre. We, We now don't have to work, that it's now escape from work, Father God. No, we don't have to escape work, Lord. Help us to put our flesh under subjection, Father God. And help us have self-control. Help us have discipline, Father God, and do the things that you ask us to do. To work hard, Father God, and to be trusting you. Father, some of us, we get too caught up in working hard and we forget and then we stress. But Father God, if we're trusting in you, when should we stress, Father? Although it could be human nature, Father God, but we, we, ha- we are a new creation, Father. We don't have to stress like everybody else. Help us to remember that. We're not like everyone else. We have God's spirit inside of us, Father. We have your spirit inside of us, Father. So let your name be glorified through your vessels as you choose. Whatever issues that we come, Father God, sometimes we understand that it can be miracles. Other times it's for us to handle something and for you to move through us, Father God, and help us, Lord. And either, either way, Father God, that you get your glory, Father God, and that we are obedient to you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen. I love you guys. I hope you guys have an amazing, productive week. I pray that, you know, God be with you throughout the entire way. I pray you don't lose sight of that as well. So I love you guys, and I'll see you guys next week. Episode 105. Peace.